Episode 12 of the Calcio Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. This week, Sam and I discuss Inter's miraculous entry into the Champions League. We also bid our farewells to the Gianluigi Buffon. Ancelotti gets hired by Napoli. Where did that come from? We also talk about Mancini's first Italy squad. There's some positives. And we also talk about Milan. And why do you keep hurting me? All this week, stay tuned. Alright, let's go. Let's get it. Season's well, over. Welcome to episode 12 of the Cultural Podcast. Nick Gianaletti, how's it going? I'm good. It's it's sad to see the 2017-2018 uh, season come to an end. but uh, It was an exciting season. It was. It was very exciting towards, up until the end. But uh, there's still plenty to talk about, even though the season's over. So excited to get to it. Yeah, it's especially sad because we don't have anything to look forward to in June. I think we've started off every one of the last couple of episodes with that little tidbit in case anyone has forgotten that we don't have any World Cup to look forward to. But um, in any event, Sam Adamo, how's it going, listeners? Thanks for tuning in. This will be our, uh, I guess this will be our season review in some some respect. But we also have a lot of uh, things that happened in the past week in particular that we'd like to get to. Hang on, can we, can we, are we taking a little break here already, right off the bat? <laughs> We're getting interrupted by, uh, by, by Mr. Gentiletti. He's uh, getting That's the quite, sushi in the fridge. That's, Anyways. Is, is there anything, all I see is beer in that fridge. <laughs> beer and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, where, where did that platter of sushi come from? Listen, uh, listen Soho I'll try, sushi. I'll try to paint a picture for you. The, the, he's got like a whole platter of what looked to be what looks to be like 40 pieces of 40 more like uh, 80 sashimi rolls 100 100 100 100 100 rolls wow my god it's like like christmas it's like christmas eve yeah all this fish okay uh intermission's over early intermission (laughs) (laughs) okay i feel like talking about food now nick what 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 tea you drinking i'm drinking some peppermint tea my stomach's not uh stomach's not 100 percent right now so uh it's gonna help me get through this podcast (laughs) You should have had, it would have been good to get through today, eh? <laughs> My computer needed some peppermint tea today. Three, Anyways. Three hours of rebooting a computer is what I, is, is, is the word on, is word on the street. That's hey, don't, don't buy a ThinkPad. Oh, I mean, if you have the I don't, option, I don't, I don't, don't think any, I don't think anyone buys one. I think they're just supplied by, <laughs> at, at by employers everywhere. Piece of shit. Um, I mean, what else in the food department? What was the name of that? What was the name of that chocolate po- you gave me? Pocket Coffee. So no, 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 I was no, at it. So nobody, nobody's gonna understand. Nobody's no, gonna so pick that up. I was gonna ask what that chocolate you just gave me. It's was called. It's called pocket coffee. It's it's uh, straight from Italy. So because, pocket uh, coffee. Pocket coffee. Pocket coffee. coffee. Spelled with a K and all, even though there's no K in the Italian alphabet. Pocket coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, dark chocolate, and you just take a bite. Dark and chocolate like with like sp- some kind of wafer in the middle, and, and then like espresso, espresso just, just leaks out. Just drips. And got right it out at. I was at a confirmation this weekend, and oh, wow. uh, was part of the bonbonier. So. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Shout out to my godfather for pro- providing uh, a very uh, dripping in espresso. Solid the uh, inside bonbonier. Of the, the, that that was really good. That was solid. Give gave me the energy boost I needed to get through this episode. And it's, you know what? I think it's I think it gave me the energy boost I needed to uh, to talk about Inter Inter's weekend. 
and I think I'd like to get into that right off the bat. I don't think their fans needed an energy boost. This well, weekend. I know, I know, but wow. Sam, but Sam, the Juventus fan, needs uh, is going to need a little bit of an energy boost to, to to remain as neutral as possible here and, and give them credit where credit is due. Because holy shit, you have was, to. Um, I mean, what a what a final game of the season that was. Wait, Inter, so hold on, Inter, hold on Inter a three, Inter three, Lazio two. I almost said three due. As, mu- as much as you just said you wanted to give Inter credit, does Lazio have to get criticism as can we well? Ta- can we talk about what happened first? Let's let's let's, let's give a little bit I, of brief I think context. The answer is yes. Well, in, okay, so going carry into, on. Yeah, going into the last game of the season, Inter were in fifth place and Lazio were in fourth, and Inter needed a win to get into fourth place and get into the Champions League as a result. A draw would have done Lazio just fine, and they were up two two one at one point in the game. Were they not up? Were they up two one or two nil? Frick, I fuck, I've forgotten already. I guess because I'm I'm just trying to, you know, kind of like when you study for an exam and right after it's done because you want nothing to do with the information, you flush the information down your brain like out of your brain like a toilet. Like I I just kind of fl- like as a as a very biased U of F fan, I kind of flushed the result that result out of my brain like a toilet. Are you checking on it? Yeah, yeah. Continue, continue. Lazio were up two. I believe Lazio were up two to one on Inter at one point, and they lost. They the were game. up two one. They yeah, were. You're correct. Um. And they First lost. goal went straight off Perisic's face into his own net. And they and anyway, so anyway, Inter uh, Inter wound up going on to win that to win this biggest game of the season at the Olimpico, three to two. Um, the tying goal coming with like ten minutes left on a penalty by Mauro Icardi, who in the process tied up Ciro Immobile, and the two of them finished on twenty nine goals yeah. to share the Capocannoniere title. Yeah. Auguri to both of them. Um, we'll get to Icardi a little bit later in the podcast, but. Because of um, the ramifications of, of their qualifying for the Champions League has, but also his omission from the World Cup. I have a little something that I'd like to say about that. But in any event, um, so yeah, so so they tied it up via penalty, which was conceded, Nick, by none other than the guy we said to look out for last week, Stefan De Vrij, Lazio yes. center back. Yes. Who, of course, it's very significant because he already has an agreement to join Inter. Like now, he's now an Inter player. You couldn't have you oh. couldn't have pictured a more like oh my controversial God. or uh, why would you fucking yeah. play him? Yeah, I mean, okay, listen, but look, let's Italians look, 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 so, but Italians are so yeah, I know what's they're, the word they're, uh, suspicious like, of yeah, everything. I know, and il biscotto and the con- the yeah. concept. So biscotto twice cooked, right? Yeah, like a, like a cookie, you cook it twice on both sides. The idea behind the biscotto because I mentioned it last week, I think as well. It's been on our Twitter a little bit too. What a biscotto is in the context of Italian football is kind of like a result where uh, one side kind of has other intention. Basically, like in a tournament, sometimes if two teams only need to draw to get through, they may draw each other in the final game type of thing and screw over the other teams in the process. That's an example of a biscotto. You know, Italians are very suspicious of okay, but everything in general. I find. We, don't, Just, we don't live in Italy and we don't think like that so i think it's safe to say and get it out of the way that he did not do it on purpose listen i I know i know it's fun i know it's fun to to like as an outsider think that like he did it on purpose i'm an i'm an insider and i i looked at that and said holy shit it was you don't have a vested interest in any of these teams no mike commodore hashtag insider No, it was a bad tackle, man. It was a bad. No, I know, but you don't. But you don't think he did it on purpose. Like, is it not the first thing that came into your mind? 
yes because like it's it's like just so controversial and just like you said like everyone likes to think like suspicion and the worst because that's what like makes headlines and that's what people find interesting to talk about but you didn't do it on purpose man and and i know like i know you said like why did they play him yes but but I don't Lazio, think, but the, 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 you, look, look, look. You can't play no, listen, impartially. Listen, listen. You listen, can't play in an listen, impartial. Sam, Sam, yeah, listen I'm okay, I'm listening. It won't it's change my best, opinion, it's, but I'm listening. I'm, okay, it's fine. I'm yeah, just so. saying. It's their best defender, and they needed a result to qualify for the Champions League. There's no reason why you would not play him. There's okay. just no reason why. So on paper, right, you, you know, it's great to come out and say... You tell me all the time. Actions speak louder than words, right? It's one thing. To, it's one thing to come out and say, "Oh, he's our best defender. He's a professional. He's but a he con- is. He's a he consummate is. professional. But he is. Well, right? sure. He is their best defender. Okay, but you're Stefan de Vrij, and you know the game is coming up all week. Okay, what do you? What's the best result in your mind? Obviously, you want your club. Like you would think, and you would hope that he's thinking, "I just want you know. I just got to focus on the game. I got to win the game. Exactly. And then next year, I deal with it. Do you not think that as a human being, he's thinking, "Oh, you know, I'm going to make my life a whole lot easier if I." My life is going to be made a whole lot easier if the team that I'm playing for right now doesn't win. I think that, honestly, as a human being, you can't play impartially in that case. Uh, and no, but you I don't think it's too much that. of a distraction. I, if, I were, if I were... Listen, I'm sure Simone Inzaghi maybe even had a word with him. Exactly. I, I still... I st- so... I still don't know that I would have done it. I uh, President's orders. I think it should have been... I think Lotito could have or should have maybe said, I don't want this guy playing. And I think... You know, there's a big conspiracy around Mario Goetze in the Champions League final in 2013 when he swapped Borussia Dortmund for Bayern Munich. You know, he was injured for the final on paper, but some people suggest, again, a lot of these conspiracy theorists suggest that maybe the higher-ups of Borussia Dortmund just didn't want him to play because they thought that he didn't have Dortmund's best interest at heart. And even then, we addressed this recently, I think like last week, there were no ramifications the following season for winning the Champions League besides, you know, Bayern getting more money. But as a player, you don't really care about that. I think you care more about the competitions you play in. And De Vrij, had he won with Lazio, would have directly suffered. Look, you have to... Anyway. Look, you have to... Poor, poor guy, you know, if, if it you was ha- You have to think that a player wouldn't go out onto the field wanting to lose a game. Like No, but... You, like, you want to believe that because that's a sport's not about going out there. And we've already seen the problems with... Uh, fixing results or whatnot in this in this league like, typically it's been like lower leagues though and i know not i'm just saying like in magnitude. general i'm just that saying in general. something else you know so like i don't know that it would have been fixed as much it, as it may have been as an outsider it's like it's pure theatrics it's drama it's it's it was insane to see but like you can't honestly believe that he did it on purpose you can't no well um and and the, I was, and I'm pretty sure Icardi actually after the game like to add to the theatrics said that like Devry like conceding the penalty was like destiny for his career because he's gonna be going to Inter like which is a yeah, bit, bit much Jesus <laughs> well little, um a little bit much you know um we we right off the bat I said we I said that we had to give Inter credit where it was due and I think we do and Spalletti deserves a lot of credit because he 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 was obviously able to get these guys to. He, he was get, he was able to get these guys fired up for this last game. You know, having said that, he didn't even necessarily have to be in his back against in this back against the wall position if he had been able to rally his troops against Sassuolo last week. But that's another story. We can give Inter credit, okay? And I know that one particular listener, Daniele Lucadamo, shout out to you, bro. Um, who we're trying to get on as a as a as a I guess an Inter kind of analyst, um, a caller, yeah, sometime soon, but who has been unable to come on this week, unfortunately. Because of uh, some some personal conflicts, I believe he's at his uh, girlfriend's dad's birthday tonight. It's very important. I understand. Um, 
Of course, it's important. But uh, anyway, I mean, he, he was he was ta- I was talking to him earlier this week, and he was saying, "Bro, you better be uh, giving Spalletti credit." You know, I'll give him credit. Um, but I think, uh, of course, Lazio it, deserves it, it, the criticism too. I, right? I think a big a big burden falls on Lazio's shoulders here because they, I mean, it was in their hands. They had a significant point advantage of they had a few point advantage over Inter, and they they really fell off the map the last few weeks. And uh, it's very unfortunate for them because they had a tremendous season. Simone Inzaghi is one of the best young managers in Serie A. Agreed. One of the best Italian, young Italian managers around. Maybe one of the best Italian managers, period. Or certainly Agre- getting agreed. into that, you know. Agreed. Into that, into that, that spectrum. But, uh, I mean, wh- where do Lazio go now, right? Because they had such a tremendous season with guys like De Vrij playing quite well and Immobile in particular and Milinkovic-Savic. You know, do they sell now? Um, well, look... Let's start with the obvious. Uh, Milinkovic Savic is like the golden boy of Europe right now, right? Like it's hard like, to imagine him not leaving. Someone's gonna pay over. Right, but like what I, what I mean is like he's like the hot name, right? Like you see his name, like even in like the British media, you see it in like the Spanish yeah, media, yeah. you see it here on the like French, yeah, like ESPN or Fox Sports, whatever. Like you see it every. So like he's the golden boy. He's being linked to Juve within Italy, but he's being linked to pretty much every other yeah, big club PSG, in Europe. Yeah, everyone. Well, right? every, not every. You know, he might. It's, like, it's like a. It was PSG. like um like a Pogba fiasco, like the old, similar the super expensive guy that everyone wants. So relatively it, young, yeah. So I I guess if we're gonna go based off of rumors, like he would be the most likely to go. But I don't know. I don't know about the re- I don't know about everyone else because. Well, De Vrij's already gone. The, the, well, look, yeah, exactly. Yeah, De Vrij's well. gone. So let's but say like Milinkovic Savic yeah. leaves because like you, you, it's really hard as a like a t- for a team like Lazio, let's say, who's not you know like they're not a Juve, they're not like a no, they're no. not a Barca, they're not like the top team in their league. It's they, difficult for them to hold on to their best players. For, for but especially when someone let's say would be willing to pay like a hundred million for them, like I think if I'm Lazio, you probably do sell him, right? Because you yeah. could probably still compete for the Champions League without him. As crazy as that may seem, yeah. you know, like they've always been they've been the top five the past couple of years and. But I think uh, Immobile is an interesting one because I think that he. I was has, just gonna say that. I think you know what he's found a niche. I think he needs to stay where he's at and. But and he's rumored to leave. I know he is. I don't know. He's actually was he not rumored, rumored to, to be Milan? Milan, yeah. yeah. So, if I were a Milan fan, I'd be excited about it. But at the same time, I'd have some level of skepticism because he. <laughs> Me he, too. He, you know, it didn't work out at Sevilla, which yes, you know, there could be a big cultural thing there. He didn't exactly work out at Borussia Dortmund either, which again could be because he left Italy. I, no, wait, 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 wait. It, it, no, it did not work yeah. out. Not kind of. So, he, he must. He probably. I think he scored like one goal in the whole. Yeah, I'll, I'll check I mean, on that, but. he never cracked into the UBA lineup, despite having owned been owned by them for quite some time. I think he, he was still I, very young back I, then. Well, right? well, very. But, he was like know, 21, 22. The point is, anytime he's really. I mean. Going to Milan would be the biggest club he's been to. Three goals with Dortmund, by the way, and two with two Sevilla in, in, eight, uh, in, in eight appearances. Is that in the league? I think he scored a few in the Champions League. I'm not sure. I anyway, just, um, regardless, yeah, I, I'd, yeah. Be, I'd be like, I, the cautious optimism, I guess I would say would be like my words on it because Milan are desperate for a goal scorer, obviously. And uh, he scores goals. He's the, he was yeah. tied for the. If you could offer that'd be just, nice, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it's you, early you in the summer. You understand my cost, my yeah. cautious optimism. It's early, it's early in the summer, and we definitely have a lot to uh, a lot of transfer news to get to throughout the summer, no doubt. Especially with the World Cup, which is going to inflate guys' value and, and you know create so much hype. That's for sure. But um, anyway, we can get to a little bit more transfer news later in the pod, um, just a little bit briefly. But um, I first want to touch on another big thing that happened this weekend, which was the legend. Gianluigi Buffon's last ever game for Juventus and 
presumably, if not certainly, in Serie A. Def- um, definitely. He's not going to join another Italian team. He said it, right? I mean, so. with Parma actually came up uh, from Serie B this week, and if I were him, I wouldn't hate him. Or Sorry, if, as a fan, I wouldn't hate him going to Parma. Of course not. That's where he started. But it, it looks very unlikely to happen. It no, looks like he'd rather like, yeah. cash in and compete and maybe yeah. go for the Champions League, you know? Um, wouldn't you at that age like the, the I don't, one, the I don't one know. Tro- but the one trophy he hasn't won is the Champions League I know right? so I know but um I, well, I some don't know. call it glory chasing like but I so, I, so I, let, let's I understand get, let, it. yeah well let's get to that so last week when we recorded our episode we didn't actually know with 100% certainty what Buffon would be announcing he came out last Thursday and announced that um the final game of the season against Verona would be his last one ever for Juventus. Yes. And that he wasn't sure whether or not he would play on or find another club. And he said that as as little as a couple of weeks ago, he would have told you it's over. Okay. Unfortunately, with us not waking the World Cup, it's been a very difficult season for him. I think the way that he went out in the Champions League too, it's, it's been a very tough season. Okay. So I think maybe that has kind of played a bit of a, a, bit of a part in it because maybe he doesn't want to go out on the low of not making the World Cup. He was supposed to go out playing in the World Cup and, you know, Regardless of what would have happened, on you know he would have gone out on a high, presumably just by breaking that record and getting to represent the Azzurri for the last time, um, and that was robbed of him. Very sad, you know. I mean, if we had if we had done an episode back in November, right after the the apocalypse happened, I probably would have expressed the most sympathy for him. You know, in addition to all the anger that we shared for the whole for the whole system and for the coach. I think the pain that everyone had for Buffon was 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 so tremendous. So it's been a very tough year for him, right? But so the guy comes out, says it's going to be his last ever game for Juve, and uh, I mean we have two days to prepare for it and get emotionally prepared, get emotionally ready for it, and it was emotional. It was. He came out as a substitute in the 63rd minute in the game against Verona, which they wound up winning. He kept a clean sheet. They won two one, but it was two 0 when he went out, and one um, 0 yeah no two 0 Just just what what a man. Get Walmo. What is there to say about Gianluigi Buffon? I mean, we. we I kind don't of, think there's anything to say because we his, knew this day was coming this year. It's but just, his career speaks for itself, right? There's really nothing. There's there's really nothing to say. Listen, I mean, as an Italian and as a Juve fan in particular, this is very odd. To, this is very strange to take. I think it's a it's 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 a little more strange than I thought it would be because now it seems like he may play on. Um, I so I think in a way it was very emotional as a Juve fan, but I don't think it was a a common collective sense of grief or sadness or uh you know um whatever that that was shared among all italians because the idea is that he could still play right so it's not like they've seen the last of him um and on that note nick he's being linked to like psg which what the fuck yeah so apparently I mean, he's very apparently he's very close to what, joining PSG. what the fuck where's that coming from like I mean, but what do you mean? No, but what do you mean? Where is it coming from? Like, what do you mean? Express yourself. I feel like it would listen. If he went to join PSG, it would be very difficult for me. And I get that he he has so much respect. He's earned so much respect by staying with the club from the time they went down to City B and got relegated. Okay, I understand. He could do whatever he wants now. He doesn't know anything. No, he's been. No, he gave his life. The club isn't. The club is so indebted to him. 
Okay. Exactly. But it would still feel weird. Yeah, to see for him sure. Go to okay, PSG for, for two sure. years. For sure, it would feel weird. You know, still play but not be a part of the national team, which I get. You know, I get a lot of. I get that a lot of players play for their clubs and retire from from their national teams. But I, I, I don't know at all. It just felt like he was supposed to go out this year and retire from everything all at once on top, um, which he may still yet do in, at PSG. But I don't think he'd win a Champions League there, and I, it makes me wonder what the hell he'd be doing there. I think he'd have a better chance of winning the Champions League at Juve. But I think he, I, you know what? I think there's too much of a burden on him now, and I don't think exactly he's, everything. It's like, like, look when he. It was when, last year. Last year was our chance. But like, look, I'm just. Like, but you're right that there's it's like a lot of it rests on his shoulders, and he ends up being like the. He ends up being like the. Uh, no scapegoat's not the right word, but like he ends up being like the figure, the, the focal for like point. When, yeah, when like yes. Juventus lose because yes. everyone says, "Oh, poor him. He hasn't won yet." And then like it was even worse this year when he got the red card, and I, everyone was saying it's like watching Bambi get shot in front of you. You know, like I, I, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I um, but personally, just like to get like just to get off the the emotional track just for a sec. I what I find even weirder is that PSG want him as their goalie. Like be, I even heard Liverpool and Real Madrid. I, I just find which, that so. Sh- I just find that strange because like there, there's nothing like like he was the best goalkeeper in the world for the longest of times and like. Those who say that he still is now, those are the ones who are very emotional and who like love him dearly. And I get that, like I get it, but it's it's not objective to say that he's the best in the world anymore. And I just find it very strange that a team like PSG, let's say, who like who who's in in pretty dire need of like a a standout goalkeeper, Buffon's not that anymore, and he's forty on top of it, and you're going to be paying him eight million. I just find it very strange. The the Liverpool and the Real Madrid thing I don't really believe those stories. Those are yeah. those are coming from shady th- news they, outlets. At, at that point, just go for Donnarumma. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and th- those are like coming from very like the, the Sun and you know like outlets yeah, well, that are not yeah. very uh, credible. But I have, I have but the meet, PSG yeah. one is the one that's like that that's like on everyone's lips and it's the one that seems to be carrying the most credibility. I find it weird. They're also for, I find it weird for PSG. I I, I would find it weird as an Italian football fan to see him in a PSG jersey too but I I do understand it it would be I, disgusting I man I'd want to throw up I'm sorry but for everything that PSG represents and I know that you know not every club in Italy is perfect I don't know that Milan is perfect I don't think Man City is perfect I don't think you know Barca, Barcelona or, or Bar, I don't think Barcelona at the end of the day it's a business right at the end of the day it's a business there's a sour taste in everyone's mouth about PSG in particular because of what they what they're seen to represent and the whole Qatar thing and the fact that I wouldn't go that far. I know that's how you feel. Well, I, I wouldn't go it, it as far is. to say that everyone feels like that because it's not true. Well, I don't. I don't feel like a that. A lot. A lot of people. Do I agree. Feel that it's way weird. About PSG and a lot of people aren't fans of the whole Qatar World Cup because of the way that it was awarded and yeah, that, the way yeah. that the way that the people being involved in um, its stadium constructions have been treated. And now, G- so anyway, so the, the guy, the guy who was kind of the front man for bringing the World Cup to Qatar, also happens to own PSG, and he's yes. a big. He's a big oil. Um, I think he owns B Sports. Yeah, he too. has a big oil conglomerate. I don't know. He owns conglomerate the word. Also. He does, yeah. And um, basically, I think it was, so it was part of this deal to bring Buffon to PSG for significantly more money than he was making at Juve. He would also get an ambassadorial role in the Qatar 22 World Cup, which I don't know. To me, that just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. That, that's all. Um, I have a meme here that I'd like to share by Calciatori Brutti, who are hilarious on Instagram. It says, uh, Nick, I'm showing Nick the picture right here. It's uh, Buffon diving the wrong way in the Champions League final in 2003, and Dybala is actually the one who's been cropped in, kicking the ball. It says, Madrid, 
Champions League final 2018-19. Dybala scores the decisive penalty, get, getting getting the Bianconeri the chance to uh, to Can lift the imagine? Champions League trophy against PSG. Can you imagine? Con be, Lex, that would actually the be... next Gigi Buffon. Can you imagine? Even like as a as a Juve fan, you'd feel sad I, for I, him. Like I I I I I'd be, I'd be suicidal. <laughs> okay, I, I, come the fuck. No, but no, I'd feel I'd feel like that would actually feel like shooting Bambi. Because yeah, on one hand you want to win the Champions League, but this this guy who like who 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 is Juve, who bleeds Bianconero, just isn't a part of it. On the contrary, no. But moreover, he, he would you know if this freak, if this freak scenario were to come to were to come to life, I mean I'd, I'd be so conflicted because he'd he'd also be the one suffering as a result of it. It would be like continue, It would be like a Buffon curse and not a Juventus one. Yeah, I, yeah, that's you, true. You know what I mean? That's very so that, true. So that that'd be awful. I mean, that'd be I just hope, per, like personally, I guess we'll we'll just finish up with this. I mean, we'll yeah. move on. But personally, I, I hope want to get into it. Yeah. Like I, it it is sounding like he's gonna go. But personally, I would just prefer he retire because even as a Milan fan, just like even as a non Juve fan, like it was really hard to see him struggling. I would even go as far as saying the past two years, like no, but it was not it's, being. It's, it's not tough being seeing. The it's best. tough seeing like a, a really great player in any sport, but like especially Buffon, the two who's loved by and every every football fan, every like, and every Italian. You know, there's like yeah. you you can never hate this legend. You know, like those classic Facebook me. So like he's obviously one of them, and and it's it was just tough to Ronaldinho's another. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I agree. You and know what just, I mean? It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough, Gigi. especially Good because Gigi. Yeah. It, it's tough, especially because. Uh, like you know, we like Ronaldinho started playing before we started watching soccer. Like Buffon did also, but like we grew up with him. Like as and as, like especially with the World Cup win in two thousand six, and it, it it's just been it's it's been very hard watching him. You know, like uh, having lost that step, letting in some you know yeah. pretty questionable goals and no, stuff. So I, just personally, I, cause I, I if he prolongs it too long, like imagine he's in the Champions League and he's just getting embarrassed because he's letting in like bad goals. I mean, uh, listen, it, I it think tarnishes your legacy at he, that point. He could still retire if he doesn't feel like he's on his A game anymore. And he's always said that if he feels like a burden, he would do that. Okay, I think he's self aware enough to do that. However, I hope so. I still think he has something to give. You don't want him to pull like a Brett Favre. No, no, but if, yeah. North American reference, but no. but again, our entire listenership is North American, so. Uh-huh. Um, but my God, uh, I I think he still has something to give, even at forty. The problem is, it's relative, right? So it's not he doesn't have the same to give as he would have had to give, four five years ago, right? But I mean, well, whatever. We'll keep you guys updated as uh, as news breaks in the next week, probably. Um, I can't imagine it'll be that easy for me to talk about, but you know, it is what it is. He's a grown man. He's he's made his decision, so we'll see what winds up happening. So speaking of uh, seeing people in weird, uh, weird environments, and grown, weird and, such and grown men making very big decisions in their career that um, we would not have necessarily expected. This is weird for me. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti today was appointed as Napoli's manager, and it was kind of weird today. What? I, what? <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti. That, that, that's what I was saying this <laughs> afternoon because what was really weird was I woke up this morning, uh, you know, going through Twitter, going through my uh, my soccer news as I always do. And I see Ancelotti linked to Napoli, and it will maybe be announced in three weeks, something like that, whatever. This is, okay. of course, after Sarri apparently met with President President Aurelio de la Rentis of Napoli last week, and it was very productive. So, so, you know, so this is out of nowhere. This so this was this morning. This was this morning, Eastern time. Go back, check my phone when I come home, whatever time it is, 5. And Ancelotti is named Napoli manager. 
posing, what? posing <laughs> with Aurelio <laughs> de Laurentiis as if they're about to duel with their with their fingers up. James like, Bond style. I yeah. think uh, Sam tweeted a picture of that. Yeah, check, check that out on Twitter. That was really strange. But yeah, wow. And uh, I saw that and I tweeted. I, I replied. Shocking. I, was, I saw the two of them back to back as if they were about to like engage in like a Western duel with their fingers drawn like guns. Like, uh, you know, they had just holstered and they had just removed whatever. And I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted. Si sfidano già. They're already arguing. Because, <laughs> of course, everyone. The, the idea is that everyone winds up losing their minds with Aurelio de, la, de Laurentiis. But, uh, yeah, I get. Yeah, sure. But uh, I don't think anyone saw this coming, really. No, no, no. Ancelotti was linked to the Azzurri. He was linked to Arsenal. He was linked to X. Y, I didn't Z, take it seriously. And you not know, linked to Napoli. He was not linked to Napoli. He could. You know what, though? We were talking last week about should Sadi get the boot, or, or was it last week or two weeks ago? You know, should he stay? And we agreed that it would be very tough for anyone to build on it. Can we at least agree that Carlo Ancelotti, if anyone's going to... If there's gonna, one guy to do it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, him. one guy available right now on the open market, who's going to do it? I think, I mean, come on, anyone anyone who... I think anyone who's in the market for a coach would have wanted Carlo Ancelotti. So, pretty insane. I would have wanted a Carlo Ancelotti. I am so excited now, just, to, just today, thinking about what Juve Napoli's going to look like next year. Uh, but look, caution, okay? Because great, we spoke about this in the past two, two weeks, great okay? Yes. <clears throat> Ancelotti, great manager, we know that. Yes. Sari, great manager within Italy, we know that. Mm. The thing that will like be needed by Napoli to get over the hump is going to be more money. That's what it's going to need to be because they don't have enough players. They just don't. And we know De Laurentiis too, right? You, he, this is not, a guy, this is a guy who last week and this got us. He doesn't make it rain. No, no. And I think he often... Oh, he makes it rain champagne. Yeah, but. yeah. we'll get into that. But we'll get into that in a second. But I mean, like, he, this is a guy who was often throwing players under the bus uh, during contract disputes. Yeah, to, he's a character. To, to appease the media and the fans and to kind of, you know, garner support. And hopefully he doesn't view getting the coach in Ancelotti that everyone wanted. Or not that, or not even that everyone wanted. That, that, everyone was, beyond, be that was beyond everyone's expectation yeah. as being... A substitute for going out and acquiring players because you yeah. can't because I think it's clear this year it was it was clear to see this year they uh, choked at the end because they just ran out of juice right now don't get us wrong it was a tremendous Napoli season and I feel like I need well, to stress I mean, that because we, because we said that those it was more than that yeah, too but, but like that is a big proponent yes of yes I feel like I need to stress that it was still a great season for Napoli because apparently there are some people that are so sensitive out there um, and I'm I'm of course alluding to if you've been following us on Twitter actually you may not be able to see it because we deleted the tweets because it was just a mess and we have no shame we're we're not we're not we're not embarrassed to, we're not embarrassed about what it is we we have to say um, but basically the other day we got no we got into our first and our first and what may probably be our biggest ever Twitter beef um, because Nick tweeted out honestly I, I, it was it was so look I tweeted so it, basically, it wasn't the yeah, smart, let me let me I, let me say let yeah, me say, let, listen, me say let me just say I added fuel to the fire but yeah you it made it, you made it a lot worse yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah but it, we're you, not you gonna, made it we're very not bad delve to into detail we're not going to delve into detail, explain but what, what happened you, was... Explain what happened. And, and this alludes back to when I started laughing about uh, De Laurentiis spring champagne. Yeah. Um, and so so the, De Laurentiis' Twitter account, whether it's him or his manager or whatever, tweeted uh, tweeted videos of him like spraying champagne everywhere across champagne, the locker Champagne room, showers. Just celebrating. After the final game and, of the season. And like, said, e ora la festa. Now it's time to party. Which is weird. 
which was weird. And, because you know, I, Sam and I both agree that, like, they finished second. Look, you finished second. And, like, why, why are you celebrating that? Especially because you are a team that is challenging for the title, right? If you're like a, if you're yeah. a Benevento and you finish in like 15th and you're, and you're spraying champagne everywhere, like, okay, good, you deserve it. But when you're a team competing think, for the title and you were in first yeah, place, I think even, whatever. If, even if you're Udine, like, not Udine, I think even if you're just like Bologna, whatever, and you, you finish 10th and you win the last game of the season 3 0, fine. You're Joey Saputo, go in there and spray the players with champagne, whatever. It may feel a little bit weird, right? The player, the players may say, okay, well, you know, we didn't really achieve anything, but you know what? You're at Bologna. Yeah, it's you're not con- a team. It's context, you're not right? a team who's trying to foster this winning mentality. I it's think con- we can all agree it's context. that, yeah, that finishing second, right, and doing that, like Andrea Agnelli, okay, would never, the, the Juve president would never do that if Juve finished second because, and again, I, I hate to bring this Juve bias, but at Juve, it's like an upset, you know, if anyone hasn't seen the Netflix documentary, I think you seriously should see the Netflix documentary about Juve. You go into the, they really goes into the culture of winning at Juve and their obsession with, with being the best. And I think we can agree that, you know, De Laurentiis doing that kind of doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't really fall in, doesn't really fall into that mentality. No. So Nick tweeted out. Um, I, I I poorly worded a tweet trying to express express my shared yeah. opinion with Sam yeah. that it does not that it does that like why would you be why would you be spring champagne everywhere when you basically let, lost the title in the last few weeks? Say, the, say the tweet. Say the tweet though. Like no, we we, we, we said that they had choked. Quote. It was a it was a poorly. Poorly worded tweet. Yeah, but no, it was very, it was a, very, it was Amer- very American, North American way of putting it. It was, the, it, was, it, was it was the last, it was the last line of the tweet. You, you, you choke I, that, that they're never going to win if they if they continue. No, 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 no. This you said this is why not. They will never, never win, win the title, which yeah. is which is which is wrong. And I actually disagree with it. And I know you do too, okay? Because we don't actually think that Napoli's never going to win it. Like, come on, that's crazy. I don't think Napoli's never going to win a title again. But I think it's, I think it's fair to say that if they go about that behavior, they are not going to. They're, the same cycle is going to repeat this year as this year, right? You know, they are not going to create a winning mentality. And They'll be, be satisfied finishing. So second. whatever, some, some, some. And anyways, we're not going to give these these guys attention because some. they don't deserve it. But they got very insulted. These Napoli fan clubs. It was specifically one account. One, like one they, podcast they were, they were, they that took himself way too seriously. Yeah, there were a few Napoli fans who just said, like, oh, this is, you shouldn't say that. This is, like, that's rude. By whatever. the way, everyone, everyone in the comments under that video was saying the same thing. It was the way that Nick said it. And I think their beef was that we are a cultural podcast who should remain neutral. And I agree with that. We actually don't have anything against Napoli. We did have a great season. But this was funny. If they listened, they would know. But they, they, don't. they lost it on us, this, this, fan, this one particular fan club or podcast or whatever. And it was just really funny. Anyways, don't give them the they, attention. They, they just, they, it's funny because they were saying like oh yeah you want to be treated so professionally then they'll tweet shit like that we're like hold on we're not professional i think we've multi- we've said it multiple <laughs> times that we're doing this to have fun if, and because people like listen if anyone is at minute 33 of the <laughs> podcast here or whatever we're at and actually th- thinks that this is a professional like operation being run out of nick's basement you know thank you i'm very flattered it's not you check yourself yeah listen we, we admit the tweet was poorly worded and that's why we deleted it also because it caused a big stink we just didn't want like whatever it was i actually it, it wasn't us chickening out as much as it was us just saying okay let, let's 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 put this behind us but that, that was funny man. and then you made it worse but, I tr- yeah uh, well they they said you know they kind of had, these people happen to actually attack us as a podcast saying like uh that that we would never that make we weren't it gonna, because we're not going to last long. Yeah, that you're going right. to be obscure for the rest of very like I don't know why or or and that if we kept it up we would be dead in six to twelve months. So I said so. Um, <laughs> Nick said, well, you know, not sure why you're attacking us as a podcast. And of course, we're both on the Twitter, right? So we can both tweet. And they said we have no respect for people who play the victim card. I was like, oh well, we're not. 
but that's a little bit ironic because you know considering that Napoli's entire fan base and their coach and I mean, president, look, don't don't like don't generalize and, and say co- their entire fan base, but you can say yeah, that yeah, they're. I, I actually I didn't say that. I said that considering that their coach and and president played the victim card most of the season, complaining about fixture lists mm-hmm. and refereeing decisions. Which come on, I felt, and I think Nick and I agreed that was that was always very upsetting because it again it was like while there may have been a point. I think we even addressed this last week. There may have been a point to be made about how there's a psychological pressure on Napoli anytime they played after Juve this season. But, you know, it's not like there's a big conspiracy here that people said, okay, well, we're going to make sure that Napoli always plays behind Juve. And Schedules made at the beginning no, of the year. Come on, right? You don't, you don't know who's going to be in, in the title race, right? And it just made more, in a lot of ways, it made more sense for Juve to be in prime time, like on Saturdays and whatever. It makes sense. So, you know, we said that, and they got upset because they were like, "Oh no, we only mean like playing victim on social media," which was very odd. So Anyways, we DM de- them. Giving they blocked these guys too much attention. They blocked. It was it was funny. They blocked us. It's funny, but uh, enough of these guys. Yeah. Well, and Aurelio, don't settle for second. Be the best. If you ain't first, you're last. But you know who is last? Oh no. What? Not Benevento. No. And yes. Well. <laughs> but in my heart, the Azzurri are last. Oh my god. And we're gonna move into. Well, we got. Did we? Did we get to it last week? Did we get to Manchester? Yeah, we got to Manchester. Yeah, oh appointment. shit! Shit! You, you mean the Azzurri as in like the national? I thought you meant the Azzurri Napoli. And I was like, bro, after after all that damage control no, we just no, did, no, you said no, the Azzurri. No, no, no. well, they're uh, not. They're nobody calls them the Azzurri. Some people the, do. No, like Partenopei. Yeah, exactly. I think some. But anyways, by the way, sorry, sorry. Before we move on, what's gonna happen to Maurizio Sarri now? Is he really gonna go to Chelsea? I've heard Zenit, which makes more sense. He would fill the Mancini gap. Yeah, he'd void. be. I don't know. I don't see him managing outside listen, of Italy, listen, to be listen, honest. Listen. But or, or maybe, maybe, maybe Conte leaves Chelsea, goes to Zenit, and then, uh, yeah, no. Sadly, starting Chelsea would be weird. That he would be so weird. He and wouldn't fit the profile. If Chelsea Chelsea fans are upset with 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 with, with yeah. Conte, wait till you get Sadly, an yeah. older, less cultured, less. Like you know what? I, by less cultured, I mean like less less cosmopolitan, more kind Italian, of, <laughs> more Italian, more traditional. Like has said stubborn, homophobic stuff in stubborn, the past. Yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. Sexist. And who I homophobic. who I would say is less um, has less motivational and tactical upside than Conte. And just and, wait, and he just, just doesn't wait. and he just doesn't yeah. fit the mold of oh, a no. Premier League. That manager. would be a disaster. That wearing his uh, wearing his his sweater, those weird sweater vest things that, that he be, wears. Nick, that would be Anyways. smoking at Stamford Bridge. He'd burn. He wouldn't be allowed. He wouldn't be allowed. He, he'd be, he wouldn't be he'd be type, and that, he'd be that, that on his own maybe he'd reject the job just because of that no the no. Laurentiis and, and Sari were, and here's, here's us using the, the Napolitan bias that, that we that we joked about that we, that we said was that we treated as a very serious issue last week the reason the, the reason that those two worked was because they would just yell at each other and rip each other's heads off what do you think what do you think is going to happen if, when, he, when he burns out Roman Abramovich's eye with a cigarette but yeah. he, he's going to get the can the Laurentiis is probably like oh I love the passion I love you that's okay. I'm allowed to say it because I'm Southern Italian. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to bring up stereotypes like that. Hmm. It's gonna be disaster. Sadi, Chelsea, yeah, Rome, Roman, Roman, don't, don't get, don't get Sadi. It's not gonna happen. It's just a rumor, in my opinion. But anyways, speaking of managers, the managers, Zuri. so Roberto um, Mancini. There's, I mean, has announced so his first he, ever. Yes, let me speak. Sam. Yes, yes, speak. He, uh, he, he announced his first ever squad. Uh, 
uh, I don't think there's much to analyze here because again, once again, they're not, we're not we're not doing anything this summer and we're not doing anything in the next few months. But the one thing there's also to- no games to talk about. Sorry, if I could just interrupt for a second. There's also no games next week, like in Serie A, season's done. So next week, what the hell? Else, what the hell else is there going to be to talk yeah. about beyond? So we'll talk about it a so, little more next week. But, but anyway, well, finish your the, point. The point of this of the of this like talking about him announcing a squad is just looking at the types of players that he's calling up. So that like down the line, we could kind of like extrapolate to see like, will he be more willing to experiment with younger players? Is he going to be more willing to, you know, think outside the box and, st- and like drop some of the mainstays and, you know, call up some, you know, uh, guys who are not normally called up? And the answer to that question is yes. Luckily. So thank God. We're, we're not going to. Thanks, not- thanks, San Gennaro. Touch the San Gennaro yeah. card, Nick. But we're not going <laughs> to. We're not going to go through every single name on the list because there's just no point but just to like reiterate if you have not seen the squad so so right off the bat mario balotelli's back so i think everyone's happy with that that's he's clearly the poster boy of this mancini they're the new reign right mancini wanting to draw the old guard and speaking of the old guard we can talk about who's not back right so parolo wasn't called up candrevo wasn't called up eder wasn't thank so so yeah uh yeah just i think obviously it's a it's a positive right if you want to look at some of the young guys that maybe even some of our casual fans haven't heard of uh, Matteo Politano, who we've shouted out uh, once, once or twice, yeah, a few times, like yeah. uh, from the middle of the season on, because he's at, that's he's really at, he's at a good end of the season, good um, middle, good second half yeah. of the season. Italy, so, yeah, Italy also had three games coming up, so we called up a big roster of thirty. Yeah, um, who, so mean, we have like we also have guys like uh, Domenico Criscito got called up. Domenico Criscito was playing under Mancini in Zenith, Zenit, so it's not that so, big a surprise. But he's, he's 32. He's going to be not, coming back to Italy. Yeah. Why not? He hasn't seen the national team for quite some time since pretty much like 2012 when he wasn't allowed to be a part of the um, Euro squad because I think of some issue with Calcio Scomese, yeah, the yeah, betting yeah. scandal at that remember, point, yeah. which I think he was cleared of. Um, but the point but is there, in- will be ex- there will be experimentation and there will be interesting... We're, we're not gonna have and to and a changing of the guard. Buffon, yeah, no Buffon, exactly. no Buffon, which is nuts. I thought he'd come and you know may, probably make one last appearance, but I guess he doesn't no, want to. No, no. He doesn't want to embarrass himself, which I understand. No Kellini, which although he has a lot to offer now, you could probably argue uh, it doesn't make that much sense to call up because of the fact that come 2020 he'll be 36 years old, and you could probably do better with getting some of the younger guys in and keeping the guys who you know are going to be there. And uh, Marquisio's back. I think he has something to offer right now. Mind you, he is he is injured, but. Um, that, that that was nice to see, but um, in terms of old guard, De Rossi's also out. So, yeah, so despite the fact they had a good season, I think we're also looking forward to 2020. Small step forward. So small step forward. We'll see what happens. And we'll break down the roster a little more next week. Maybe go over some formations and whatnot, and maybe even have someone on. I don't know. We'll see. Point but, is, point is, don't worry about about the old the uh, yeah old fucks getting called up anymore. Get if, get, get if, ready for experimentation, if, which is what if we need. Nothing else. So. Um, <clears throat> Did you notice that? Uh, did you notice that? I feel so. I feel so prepared. We have like a proper list this week. We're like going through. Not that it's like a checklist, but I have. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have a number of things that we can talk about. That's that's organized. This, this a is lot fantastic. to talk about. A lot to talk. about. I mean, you know, those guys accuse us of not being professional. Let's well, let's 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 stick it to them, man. Next thing, uh, next item on the menu is uh, Milan, potentially getting you know, as if this season wasn't um, turbulent, turbulent, enough. turbulent enough. You know, scandalous enough. I don't know. It's, Jesus, 
Yeah. So uh, Milan. So I, Milan. I take this. AC Milan are being investigated for a possible breach of financial fair play. No, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no. Even oh. further, they they have been they have been claimed to have breached financial fair play. So not even investigated. So what okay, happened? Excuse was, me. Yes, they're being accused. Yeah, of, yeah. So what happened was Milan had submitted some form of. Um, kind of like a, a mutual agreement to UEFA that like look we're gonna abide by XYZ and you will not you will not lay down you know the axe on us in terms of uh, financial fair play that got rejected which was not a surprise really to most to most Milan fans because that's what uh, the word on the street was that was gonna happen mm-hmm. but um, yeah so we don't know too much right now because um, I think the Milan and the UEFA body will be meeting more formally. That I don't know if it's in a month or it's in the it's, near future. It's in like early June, I think. Yeah. So but Yong, what we, what Yong, we do Yong Hong Lee has a month to prepare his yeah. uh, his case. Yeah, the Yong Hong Lee fuss. more. It's more the directors, right? Not the owner. He doesn't really. No, but he's. Well, he's, actually, look. Let well, me track back a little he's, bit. He's, let me track he's, back. He's insolvent, and that's not really. Yes, but that's actually not the issue. The issue is that. Go uh, on. Go so on. just to like really dumb down financial fair play and like. I don't even really know it to a I don't T. Think, I don't think anyone does. No and one we, really knows it to a T. And I think I think it's football. And I think it's, I think, I think it's meant to be like yeah. that. It's probably meant to be like that. But uh, from from what I know is that there are only a certain amount of years where you are allowed to not make to not turn a profit. You have to you have to basically be sustainable. You have to be able to yes, sustain but, so your your purchases. Listen, listen and your transfers. Listen, hmm. what it is is I, I think it's either three or five years consecutive. You, you have to at least turn a profit. And what uh, what people are saying is, are, is that the last three years under Berlusconi, so like 2014 to 2017, when uh, Milan were like posting like astronomical, like historical losses due to I'm not exactly sure what. Uh, I, I, I don't really know. But apparently that was the catalyst to all of this happening. It's not actually Yong Hong Lee's insolvency. So that's are you so telling there's, me? So there's are you, two problems. Are, really. are, are you telling me that Silvio Berlusconi was not the best president in Italian football, and that maybe the way he was running things it's sh- shocking, wasn't but yeah, it? shocking, but yes. And and he's gonna be the guy to come back and save them. No, no, <laughs> actually, I'll get to that, but no. But anyway, so that's any, how financial anyone, fair play. Anyone works. a Dolphins fan? <laughs> Manglavidi, you know. But I think he doesn't. Yeah, he did, he hasn't been listening. Whatever. I'm gonna call him. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'll tell him we called him out on the pod. He'll have to listen. So yeah, that's financial fair play. Uh, Milan were ruled to have breached financial fair play. So what we know right now is that there's one of three possibilities if UEFA continues to uh, to stand by their decision. So Milan can either get fined, which whatever, best whatever, case scenario. which would be best case scenario, because the other two would be a transfer embargo. And worst case scenario would be they get removed from Europe this year, and I don't know what future implications would be. Needless to say, it's a very uh, sad situation. I'll very. Bet you, I'll bet you Donald Trump would like that. A transfer embargo. You can't. No. No trade. No trade outside of the country. No trade. Nothing. You have to work on your Trump impersonation. But, we uh, we have we have to we have to we have to develop locally. We're gonna develop through the prim, through the primavera. We're gonna prime of no, you have to do it through the primavera squad. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, it's fantastic. We we, we, we don't want to deal with China. China's gonna be gone, literally. China's gonna literally. be gone out of here. I don't want nothing to deal with them. Nothing that was pretty bad. But yeah, it's <clears throat> that work on your Trump impersonation. You know, we'll you know what? It's, it. it's typically pretty good. Um, I, I'm just, I, I wasn't in the mood, I wasn't expecting to do a Trump impersonation. On yeah, the I, was, I, podcast, I wasn't expecting but, you to do um, one either. I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. The, but yeah. the, the, the way the American political uh, the political political scene is looking right now, there, there, may, there may be some people that may not think that a transfer embargo is the worst thing in the world. Well, speaking know. of Americans, just to round out this point, um, so the the debt that was that was used to buy Milan uh, by uh, Yong Hong Lee was taken from an American hedge fund. So what what, yeah. what may end up happening now is because Yong Hong Lee is supposedly insolvent. Yeah, so, so they're the gonna kick fund, his ass the to the streets listen, of Shanghai. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be a he's gonna be a panhandler. And he'll uh, be he'll be rotting. Yeah. And uh, with the rats in so his office. So this American hedge fund would take over the team, and it is rumored that the owner, the Miami Dolphins, would buy Milan of the NFL. So yes, one the, of the one of the best run organizations, the one of the winningest organizations in the NFL the past several years. How many times have they made the? Play- I know it's kind of irrelevant, but how many times have they made the playoffs in the past like five years? Many, I don't even know how many Super Bowls they have, but uh, whatever. Dan, Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won one, but anyways, uh, yeah. So Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Never. We'll me. talk about it after we're done recording. Me, yeah. But yeah, not my, good my times. dad's probably gonna shoot me for not knowing that one. He he's a, he was a huge Dan Marino fan. Some people actually think my dad looks like a looks like an older version. Yeah, of Dan yeah. He, I, I see that. Do you like you like, haven't seen any pictures of him when he was younger? He's a bit of like Dan Marino's a bit of a. I think Dan Marino's a cross between my dad and Tony Marinaro. That makes sense, except in better shape than Tony. You always have to slide in Tony Manaro. You always have to his assassinate always, his character. His face is always to my, is constantly on the brain, man. Questa bella faccia con gli occhi blu. It's the blue eyes. The blue eyes. Gli occhi azzurri. Um, but yeah. But I mean, uh, I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll be watching that closely, I suppose, um, to be determined what happens. But, you know, the whole financial fair play thing, I think, I think like PSG were able to acquire Kylian Mbappe despite the fact that they also acquired Neymar. For a world record transfer, because they like technically are loaning him, are, are taking him on loan from Monaco this year. So that's been, that's be, been a trend, in right? The, so uh, they're only going to see. So I think I don't know if UEFA is going to tighten that up or not. I don't know if it's a loop because basically a loophole whereby they would only have to transfer Monaco the funds this year, yes. even though they had already agreed. They had already agreed upon the term. It's kind of like it's kind of like deal. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's a, it's it's a method it's almost of like financing. It's like it's kind of like a loan. Yeah, it's yeah, like a method yeah. of financing, and there has been talks equity, about trying yeah, to, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. well, no, not equity. No, no so, right, now you're just trying to sound fancy over here. Equity, <laughs> stocks <laughs> and bonds. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, IPOs. The 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 reason the reason I, why it's like financing but, is kind of yeah. like so like when you just hang on by the way, I know that's not how finance works. No, I know. I'm just throwing. Why I would hope you don't get that. Yeah, I I know that an IPO has nothing to do with Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe. IPOs and equity has nothing to do with Kylian Mbappe joining PSG on loan. But yeah, yes, go on. It's a yeah, method because of it's all about yeah. the inflows and outflows, right? So like Mbappe, this is his first season, right? Yeah, it's yes, his first yes. season at PSG. So like, let's say, let's say uh, PSG is paying like five mil to have him as a loanee for a year, and then they're gonna pay what is it, however much, like eighty million euros. So but like, if if you're going year by year, like there's only a five million euro outflow this year. For PSG, basically, the same it's a way year, of balancing the, same the books. Year. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just so, so Milan failed to do it. so, thanks but, to Silvio in part, apparently. Yeah. And uh, I mean, PSG also probably makes a lot more revenue because they're in the Champions League and they have a big brand. This too. is true, and this so is why uh, getting kicked out of the through. Europa League would actually make things worse it would. for Milan down the line. And um, just for implications, Donnarumma's Donnarumma's uh, gone, gone. By the way, we can agree on that, right? He's 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 finished. He's he's got to be going this summer. Well, no Champions League. Mino Mir- Mir- Mirabelli said that he's not he's not being shopped and that he's not going to be let go for less than what they're asking for. So so, uh, so they, we'll oh, see. Talks so ch- talk is cheap though. But just like just to finish uh, this this yeah, point on me. Milan, uh, the rest of the implications for the league would mean that there will be a new uh, team going into the Europa League and. 
Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Who better than Fiorentina. So Atalanta, Fiorentina, Fiorentina. and Torino were uh, were both were sorry both well, all three of them were asked to submit. I don't know what some kind of document. Oh, sorry, sorry, not Atalanta because Atalanta's already in. Atalanta's already in. I believe they, it was would, uh, Fiorentina who would just be next. No, who would get bummed down to? That's what I read. Which would be fantastic. It was Fiorentina, Torino, and Sampdoria. That's what I read. Which would be weird because Fiorentina finished the more points than both than the yeah. all, than the rest of the rest of the two teams. That's not what I had heard. I heard that it was Fiorentina through all the way. But Re- regardless, yeah. there will be a new team coming into the Europa League. So that's yeah. Shout out to Fiorentina by the way for for going through everything they went through this season. Um, can't imagine how tough that must have been, but um, good on them for having a very respectable end of the season. Um, I mean, actually, funny thing, funny thing that I noticed, Nick, totally unrelated, but um, oh, where's this going? There's gonna be there are gonna be like no southern teams or no teams from southern Italy in Serie A next year. Crotone because Crotone got relegated this weekend. I'm very upset about that. Um, well, very upset. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed about very that. Very upset. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed about that. They were the third and final team to go down. Very sad. Benevento went down as well. So I mean, there's a possibility. You know, there's a possibility now that Bari or uh, Palermo could come up, which would be you know, which would be interesting. Venezia is also in the city of B playoffs, and I think, uh, I think uh, with everything that's going to be coming up in the next week, because there's going to be in, there's going there are some big playoff games coming up on the weekend. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to keep you guys up to date on the City of B playoffs because the City of B this season has has, has been absolutely wild. And uh, I don't know if we want to pull up the table right now because, uh, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, next Nick's, week, I think. Nick's making a motion. No, 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 next, next week. week. But I, I agree. I definitely, want to fo- I definitely want to follow up on that. I want to see how many Southern teams could get into a City of A this season. Because right now, we just got Napoli as the lone representatives. And uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see like a body who we haven't seen in uh, City of A for quite some time. Couple of years, yeah. I think Antonio from IFTV would really like that one. He's a uh, he's Barese. Yeah, he is. Maybe Cassano would join. Uh, would would come back to City yeah, if Barry made it. I mean, if I if I were Barry, I would. That take him. guy needs to get in shape first. Did you see him at the uh, Andrea Pirlo uh, Notte del Maestro his testimonial game looked last week? Aw- he looked awful. <laughs> he looked awful. Se- seven gold. You know, draw. you have like he just retired, right? And then you have people in Zaghi who's been retired for what five six seven six years, years coaching, coaching and, he, Venezia. and he looks yeah. like he's still lean and like in shape doesn't need as much focaccia as uh I don't know, as I don't know. well you know sure. Cassano I remember I remember a very specific quote from a few weeks ago I'm sorry from a few years ago about well, Cassano I, saying I, I said it no no no, no, no. there's a very specific day. quote about Cassano saying like talking about his plans for retirement oh. he says when I retire which apparently he isn't because again we got into this last week too. I am never retired. Yes, I'm always a footballer. But he also he also ca- counter kind of going against what he said a few weeks a few years ago, saying that when he retires he plans on getting very fat, which uh, well he's already I mean, he on was, his was, way. I think you know what he was anticipating that one for a very long time, wasn't he? On his way. When he like when he was at Real Madrid, apparently eating cornetti, just having sex in hotels, and just having waiters bring him like croissants and cornetti, and he's been working on that one since he was in his prime, man. I don't know. He's he's already got a head start on that one. Anyway, we'll follow he looks up. Like, on he C- looks like he smokes a lot of cigs too. I don't know. Yeah, we'll follow up on Serie B next week. I'd like to. I'd like to kind of see Just how that one plays. Like out. I'm actually very health. excited for that. Doesn't look like he's in good health. Yeah, I'm almost as excited for the playoffs this week as I am for the Champions League final and watching Real Madrid uh, go for their what is it their 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 28th Champions League in a row. Let's see. Yeah, something around there. Um, Let's finish off with some transfers. Transfers. Some big names are being linked to Serie A right now. Uh, we shouldn't, just like you said earlier on, like it's still, uh, 
it's still very early into the summer, it, it so is, we yeah. shouldn't we shouldn't harp on any rumors. Like, but some teams are already getting cling, yeah. But some but teams are I'm getting a head like, start. And, yeah, but what I'm saying is we're, we're we're talking about these for fun. We shouldn't really yeah. be clinging on to any of these, thinking that they will happen. Well, there are two big ones for me personally as a Juve fan that I'd like to that I'd like to address because they look to be. It, if not certain, they look to seriously be a, a lot more advanced than a lot of other stuff that we're used to seeing in the month of May. And that is Alvaro Morata, who had a good start to the season at Chelsea, but finished off a little bit, a little bit less well. And um, you want you want to laugh about Morata? Also, right? also didn't make the the, Sp- the Spain squad for the World Cup, which is well, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing well. I know, but I know it, these, it is crazy. So upsetting to see some of these players who are so what's, good that they what's can't funny even about make it, and we don't even have the opportunity. To, we're not even good enough to play. Like you beg for you kill for some of these players so what's funny about right. Morata was he was spotted in Milan this morning so with wants, a Juve director well that's what I was going to say he was first spotted in Milan so that was going around like <laughs> oh my god like this is yeah. talk like he's in Milan who's he going to meet with and then he gets spotted with the Juve director in Milan so <laughs> what, what a bitch the, 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 <laughs> the tables turn um, there's also Mattia Perin who it would make sense um, I guess with Buffon being out at Juve now is has has been linked to uh to Juve for for a few days now. I love Mattia Perin. Uh, you know what? I think I think he may have to be the starter for Liazzuri going forward. I, I how I many know, weeks I, ago did I say it? Many, but I I think you actually let and the two of them since fight. I said it. I think I think you let Donnarumma has been playing so bad. I think you let Donnarumma and Perin fight for the spot. Yeah, for sure. You don't just um, give it. You don't just give it to. Just like I going back to the podcast, I said it. Just yeah. like I said, don't gift Donnarumma the starting spot. I'm yeah. not saying you don't gift it to Perin either. There's yeah. because there's no clear starter. You let them fight. You let the hunger, you know, hopefully lead to better performances or harder training or this or whatever. Likewise, um, likewise, apparently he may have to fight for a spot at Juve because I mean they would be left with two. They, that might be that yeah, may be, that, still... that may honestly be the best goalkeeping duo that I could think of in the world. In world, in world, think, as a duo, think, yeah. As think, a, think about it. Who do you got? Like Bravo and Ederson. Bravo's terrible, right? As a duo, yeah. Okay, I, but I find it strange, like Chesney and Perry. But like, I, why I keep like I like? But they're both very good. They're both different style. Like Chesney's a lot bigger, I think. I, he, I think, I think the idea would be to get Perry long term, and then you probably face Chesney out after the season, which would yeah. be very unfortunate because he's been a great guy and he's been a relatively good keeper too. Um, but he's been a great sport, you know, being Buffon's backup for as long as he has for two seasons now. And then trolling, he, Ar- kind of, trolling Arsenal yeah, the, when he beat Tottenham in yeah, the but, Champions League. Yeah, but anyway, I think, I think Betty, uh, Chesney's, I, the idea was that Chesney would always replace Buffon, which always seemed a bit unlikely from the outside, but that's that, that feels like what they were telling him and his agent, you know. Anyway, so we'll see what happens there. That could be exciting. Um, so those are two big ones that, are, that, have, that have been getting, uh, that have been picking up some steam recently. Is there anything else you'd like to talk to as far as transfers go? There's also Marek Hamsik was linked to maybe going to China, but now with Ancelotti coming in, he may not leave. I guess it's another one to observe in the next week. But any, yeah, anything else you have? There's well, there's talks about um, is it Icardi if he doesn't renew his contract? Like there's there's talks that he may end up taking off. Or whatever, I don't, I don't know. How much. I think well, I think with Inter in the uh, Champions League now, I think he has to stay. One Wanda Wanda Nara, his agent, who uh, I think is into some very freaky stuff because I saw I saw a video of uh, of uh, of Mauro on Instagram. Um, yeah, he's been loving it the past two days. He's, huh? he's got, he's got like, the, the guy's got nipple piercings. Man. Yeah, what the fuck? I know. I never noticed that. I know. As, as if his lion tattoo across his that. entire torso wasn't enough. Wanda, what are you into, girl? But uh, anyway, Wanda Nada, his agent and uh, wife, ex of Maxi Lopez, of course. Um, 
<laughs> who uh, in, in case in case anyone's uh, in case anyone is uh, we, could, we could save that story for another podcast for those who don't know Ma- it. Maro Icardi stole his teammate's wife. Yeah, we'll, and, and children. We'll, uh, anyway, and she's now his agent. She's been saying that um, there are a lot of clubs that are willing to activate Maro Icardi's buyout clause. So I think he'll probably sign a new contract. Um, but yes, that's another one that's been. Getting we can't forget see. about Balotelli too, right? No, he said no. he's coming back to Italy. Very exciting to see where he goes. I mean, we, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Anyway, looks. No, I'm just saying we can't yeah, forget about it. It is still early, but um, I, I think I think we'll actually Whoops. I think we'll actually leave it at that for transfers right now because it, it's only it's only the end of May and just as you know, before even before the World Cup starts, a lot of shit is going to be getting done. You know, players are going to want to wrap up deals before uh, we'll see the, some start so, come out of nowhere and sign for. Yeah, but even before the World Cup, I'm saying club. there'll be some big news. And, you know, anyway, um, we won't have much else to get to in, with City A being done. So, we'll, anyway, we'll talk about transfers yet. Um, we definitely have to get to the Storons of the Week, who um, I'd like to award, Nick. I don't know if you have any objections to this, but I'd like to award, I do it, not. To, I'd like to award it to Jorge Sampaoli, the Argentinian national team manager, who omitted Mauro Icardi, who scored 29 goals in Serie A this season, the league's capocannoniere, what for? To take... Don't Gonz- act surprised, Gonzalo though. Gonzalo Higuain, I'm not surprised, there we but go. he's a wanker. Yes. I'm sorry. That's actually... Listen. It's not... Call, it's, it's, listen, it, hang on. It's, it's not... It's, the, way they just it's the hardest, it's one just of the hardest it. jobs to have as an international manager in terms of selecting forwards. Okay, but, let's, let's be but Sam, let's but. say it for those who don't know. Okay, yes, uh, you may think that it's because Argentina has a lot of forwards and a lot of strikers, but ultimately the reason why he didn't get selected is because everyone on the Argentinian national team hates him. So... That's maybe they don't like. Uh, I don't know. They're judging him for his nipple piercings or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, it's, Gonzalo Higuain mistaken. It relates back to the Maxi Lopez story. So. Well, you know, he, he sort of comes down. His character has been called into question on on a number of occasions, and uh, I mean, Gonzalo Higuain has 15 goals, and Mauro Icardi has 29, and is younger and has more legs than him. So, I mean, I I don't know. I still think Sampaoli gets. He's a Stones of the week just for not being able to manage. Manage his squad and make sure that he has the best players available to him. That's a Stones of the shocking, but not surprising. Mm. Um, so I think we'll I think we'll end it off there for the week, um, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate the love and support. Keep on listening and uh, do tune in in the next couple of weeks as we'll have a number of stuff coming up for the summer. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep it interesting. We have a few topics that we've wanted to get to for a while. Check us out on Twitter at Cultural Podcast. Go read uh, go read some of our. I mean, now they're deleted, but go read at our statement, our apology if you're uh, <laughs> if you're uh, feeling it. Uh, Wherever you listen to us, please subscribe. If you're on SoundCloud, if you're listening to it through the Apple Podcasts app, please rate us five stars. Subscribe. We don't have to. We won't have to hound you. No beating around the bush. Just you'll five get. Stars. You'll get a notification there when we go. post. So, yeah, that's it. Rate, rate your favorite. Fo- rate your favorite podcast five stars. And uh, yeah, uh, so on SoundCloud, I believe we're we are at the Cultural Podcast yes. on SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, if you don't have an iPhone, definitely subscribe to us there. And also, one last thing. Don't take our opinions too seriously. Nick, another one of the books. Yes, sir. Lucky episode 13 coming up next week. Very excited about that. Till then, ciao. Ciao. Ciao.
mia voce seguo quella melodia Cloudy day, anche se sono dei giorni grigi Speriamo nel money rain So chi sei, li ho già visti quei tizi Girare con i tuoi nemici, yeah Ricorda che per ogni passo che muovi Ti lasci le impronte dietro di te Visto quello che ho fatto lì fuori Non mi stupirei di trovarmi nel dark vogliono sapere quello che so Cosa vogliono sapere del mio top flow So solo dirti come suona e so magic Bora bora cali malibu come il cherry E qui ce l'ho bei colori ma c'è il trick dietro Dai che cosa è lì dentro Merce nel mio Benz, vago un trip nel mio cervello Tolgo un culo dalla strada e faccio un impero Prego che mi ci facciano uscire intero Scrivo un'altra pagina del mio Vangelo Sincero è l'unica cosa in cui credo Certe cose succedono ancora non me le spiego Ma se fede è l'unica cosa che conta il mistero E il mio modo superandi che lo prendo non chiedo Perdo ancora l'accendino, te lo chiedo, l'accendo Ogni mio comandamento metti il cielo